Jesus Christ! Ah! Oh. Ah! Oh. oh, I, uh... Sorry, I, uh... I, I had a bite of my bagel and I forgot to pray. Oh. Dear Jesus, please forgive me for not praying before I had a bite of my bagel and schmear. Thank you very much. Amen. Amen. I feel like I am the dancing queen on this glorious Tuesday, April the 21st. It is I, Andrew DeVitri, a.k.a. the Mistress of Pop Culture, and I am coming at you from my bed, because where else would I be on this self-quarantining Tuesday, going on to week five now, um, other than, you know, my apartment, the confines of my apartment, because literally we are all locked away, and it is another gloomy gray day here in uh, Los Angeles, but you know what, that's okay, because I honestly don't feel like I'm missing out on much, because I am home, safe and sound, with their, you know, just cleaning products galore all over the place, because I literally found some cleaning products at Target yesterday in Burbank, and paper towels, and I'm literally loving it, um, and I cleaned my whole apartment last night, and now I feel like there's so many toxic fumes in the air that I feel like it's probably bad, uh, you know, that I'm breathing in this much poison. But you know what? That's okay because we all want to be safe and we all want to take care of ourselves in these uh, crazy days. But um, anyways, I hope you guys are having a great week. You might hear a little bump for a second. I want to plug in my cell phone really quick. Sorry about that. But my phone is dying and I am recording my phone. I am recording on my phone today because, um, you know, it's just the way things are going. And I'm too tired to get out of my bed and do my whole setup. Um, you know, one of the things I've really learned about myself in these... Uh, this era of self-isolation or the quarantine era, the great quarantine of 2020, is that I'm very lazy. Um, but you know what? I'm honestly not going to apologize for it because I've gone... I was born in 1989, now it's 2020. So that's basically 30 years, according to my calculations. Um, give or take a couple of months, of course. Um, but I'm learning that I'm very lazy. But after, you know, 29 years, I'm literally just running around, running amok, in the words of uh, Sarah Sanderson from Hocus Pocus, played by the glorious Sarah Jessica Parker, of course. I just need to sit my ass down. And that is what I'm doing today. So... I just figured, you know what, I'm just going to shoot out a podcast this morning. Um, I have a few things on my agenda that I want to get done today. And initially, I was going to do a Monday, Wednesday, Friday episode this week, or set of episodes this week. But I was, you know, dazzling through my phone and reading some stories while I was watching the one and only iconic Sandra Bullock classic, Miss Congeniality, which is what I started this episode with. I love Miss Congeniality, and it's been a hot minute since I've watched it. I don't own it, and it's not on any streaming service. So I was like, okay, I'm going to write it for $3.99 on iTunes. But then I saw it was $9.99 to purchase, and I figured I'm going to watch it probably like 20 or 30 times in my lifetime um, uh, from this point. So I was like, you know what, 10 bucks, it equates to, you know, I, I'm not very good at mathematics and all, but it equates to basically I'm going to buy this movie. So I bought it instead of rented it, and I've been loving it. It's so great. Candace Bergen's in it. Michael Caine's in it. Sandra Bullock. It's just classic William Shatner. 
Um, and I haven't seen it in so long, but that scene where they're like in the pageant and that one in a million song comes on and they're like walking out of the Statue of Liberty with like the thing shooting out of its head. It's literally the best pageant ever. And I wonder why Miss Miss USA or Miss World or Miss Globe or whatever the pageants are called. They haven't sort of followed suit um, from, I guess, a lead of Miss Congeniality and how well done that pageant was, give or take, you know, the fact that the lead of the movie Candace Bergen wanted to blow up the pageant of course that's not going to happen but you know I say all that to say that Miss Congeniality was so it's just one of my top you know 20 classics so I'm really happy to have purchased it and um I took a break from it because I wanted to record an episode when I'm feeling inspired I'm feeling inspired and I have to you know just get out my word spoken word um and you know I have some uh stories to go over with you guys today so again happy Tuesday uh the 21st I hope everybody had a great 420 you know got high got doped up you know what it's time to get back to reality it's time to get back to work so that's what we're all going to do now we're going to get back to work we're all going to cleanse and do a self-cleanse. So without further ado, everybody, here are our four glorious stories of the day, starting out with two of my favorite people as of late, and that is Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. They're living in LA, you guys. I haven't seen them yet. I'm literally shaking in my boots that the fact that I'm literally breathing the same coronavirus air that they're breathing right now, although they're out with a mask and I'm out with a mask, so we're probably not technically breathing the same air, but you know, there's been footage of them gallivanting around town very safely, of course, delivering food to the homeless and, and those less fortunate, which is just so great because they're, even in quarantine, even in a plague, they are out there doing good for the world. And that just goes to show that they really are good people who just want to help out people. Um, but anyways, welcome to LA, pals. And I'm so excited to have you. But our first story comes from E. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's text messages to her dad before royal wedding are revealed in court documents. Now, this is a bit of a troubling story. I read this. And I just feel so bad for Harry and Meghan that Meghan's father is being, is acting out like this. And uh, it's just, it's not right. And I'm sure there's, um you know, family privacy, or private, you know, squabble or squabbles, multiple things that have gone on in the past that, you know, are hidden. But it seems as though since Meghan and Harry did not invite him to the wedding, excuse me, I had to swallow, um, it seems as though he's been lashing out. He may be a little bit jealous, which, you know, it's only human nature to be jealous, the fact that your daughter is now a royal and you're not invited to the wedding. But maybe you would have been invited, mister, if you um, had piped down. So let's read the story. Okay, as Meghan Markle's legal battle with British press continues, text messages the royal couple sent to her father have been revealed. In new reply, court documents filed in the Duchess of Sussex's... Hold on, I'm going to yawn. <sighs> you guys. I was up really late watching Miss Congenialities, and my whole sleep pattern is messed up. Okay, I'm going to start this again, because you know, I want to I wanna really give it all this story, because I love it. Okay, as Meghan Markle's legal battle with legal battle with British press continues, text messages the royal couple sent to her father have been revealed. In new reply court documents filed with the Duchess of Sussex's lawsuit against Associated Newspapers and obtained by E! News, Markle attempts to set the record straight on her communication with her father, Thomas Markle, in the, quote, lead-up to the wedding. As a result, um, what? Was that English? No. As a result, the filing lists text messages sent to her dad just days before their royal wedding on May 19th, 2018, including one Prince Harry penned on Meghan's phone on May 14th, 2018, after Thomas's... Oh my god, their wedding was the 19th. Interesting. Okay, sorry, I just... May 18th is a very, very significant day. May 18th, 2018 is just a very important date, and I just thought, what a good day to get married. Anyways, continue. Um, okay. Uh, penned on Megan's phone on May 14th, 2018, Thomas allegedly apologized and confirmed that he would not be attending via text and then did not answer several phone calls. Oh, I guess he wasn't invited and didn't attend. Quote, um, this is, these are, uh, I guess, some of the messages that were sent. 
Quote, Tom, it's Harry, and I'm going to call you right now. Please pick up. Thank you. Tom, Harry, again, really need to speak to you. You do not need to apologize. We understand the circumstances, but going public will only make the situation worse. If you love Megan and want to make it right, please call me, as there are two other options which don't involve you having to speak to the media, who incidentally created this whole situation. So please call me. I can explain. Megan and I are not angry. We just need to speak to you. Thanks. Oh, and any speaking to the press will backfire. Trust me, Tom. Only we can help you, as we have been trying from day one. Harry's text read according to the court documents. That's really nice. That's, you know, very kind. He's not being antagonistic. He's just, you know, stating the facts. And I love someone who states the facts. I love facts. Um, the documents also note that the Duchess of Sussex first learned that her father suffered a heart attack when he, when he told TMZ. A day after the report on May, 5th, 20, May 15th, 2018, Megan said in a text, quote, I've been reaching out to you all weekend, but you're not taking any of our calls or applying to any texts. Very concerned about your health and safety, and have taken every measure to protect you, but not sure what more we can do um, if you don't respond. Do you need help? Uh, can we send the security team down again? I'm very sorry to hear you're in the hospital, but need you to please get in touch with us. What hospital are you at? Shortly after, she sent another text according to the documents which read, quote, Harry and I made a decision earlier today that we are dispatching the same security guys you turned away this weekend to be a presence on the ground to make sure you're safe. They will be there at your disposal as soon as you need them. Please, please call as soon as you can. All of this is incredibly concerning about your health. Uh, all this is concerning, but your health is most important. According to the documents, her father said in response that he would be in the hospital for a few days and refuse the security offer. The documents, oh my gosh, this is a really big story, you guys. I didn't realize there was this much stuff. When this poor girl dealing with all this during her wedding time, I mean, I can't even imagine, but of course, it's, it's terrible that her dad got sick. Um, but it's just, it's just so unfair. It's so unfair for both parties. And I just wish that, you know, a lot of this dirty laundry didn't air for the public. This is a family situation. And that's what sucks about, you know, being a public figure is that all this is out. And I mean, I, I, I am guilty. I'm reading all this. But this was, you know, this is something that the press put out there. And I just feel so bad for Megan. And I love her. And I, you know, I just hope that she's healing. Okay, to continue. Um... The documents also state that Megan received a missed call at 4.57 a.m. from her father on the morning of her wedding, but did not receive any text messages or further missed calls from him afterward, and they ultimately did not speak before her wedding. As fans likely recall, Thomas ultimately did not attend the wedding nor escort his daughter down the aisle. It's been more than six months since Prince Harry spoke out against the ruthless campaign waged against his wife and announced they were taking legal action after the Mail on Sunday published parts of a private letter to her father. This particular legal action hinges on one incident in a long and disturbing pattern of behavior by British tabloid media. The contents of a private letter were published unlawfully in an intentionally destructive manner to manipulate you, the reader, and further digestive agenda of the media group in question, Harry said in a statement back in October 2019. In addition to their unlawful publication of this private document, they purposely misled you by strategically omitting select paragraphs, specific sentences, and even singular words to mask the lies they had perpetuated for over a year at the time. A spokesperson for the Mail on Sunday told E! News in a statement, quote, The Mail on Sunday stands by the story it published. It will be defending its case vigorously. Specifically, we categorically denied that the Duchess's letter was edited in any way that changed its meaning. Ah, uh, this is a big, big, big... This is just a terrible situation for Megan, and it's just so unfortunate. Well, this is what happens, and I'm sure... Well, I'm sure nobody wants to think that their family's going to betray you, but obviously, when you become a public figure people really turn against you. And, and I think Oprah once said that when you start, when you attain fame and success, very few people can make it with you to the summit. And obviously her dad, it seems as though her dad, you know, couldn't do it and couldn't handle it. And the fact that this poor girl's own dad is, um, you know, lashing out against her like this, I just feel so bad. And I feel bad for Megan. I feel bad for her father. I feel bad for Harry and the poor family. Um, but you know what? All you can do is live your life, and sometimes you have to detach yourself from people, even if they're family, because they're toxic. And 
I, I just hope that this can all get, you know, mended and healed in the right way because I love Meghan Markle. I, I love Prince Harry. And I wonder why her father didn't act out like this when she was on Suits because she was still a public figure. She was an actress. She was a well-known actress. Um, and then it's just so unfortunate that people really have to lash out like this. So, yeah, all we can do is, uh, you know, forgive and forget. Well, not you can forgive, but you can't forget. But, you know, you can only hope to you know, move on in a really healthy way. Okay, so we have a next story of the day. But first, a word from our lovely sponsors. Um, and then our uh, next story of the day. Hey, our second story of the day comes from uh, E! News as well, and it's about one of our favorite families in the U.S., the U.S. royal family. Um, a lot of royal family stories today, and I love it. Well, at least I consider them, you know, family royalty. Um, America's first family, I'd say, the Kardashians, you know, as we all, you know, think that they are. Okay, uh, Kourtney Kardashian says her, quote, favorite birthday present came from Rob Kardashian. That's so lovely to hear. I actually haven't read this article yet, so I'm going to read it, and we're going to dissect together. Okay. Rob Kardashian's birthday to present Courtney uh, Kardashian might just be the sweetest gift ever. To celebrate his big sister's 41st birthday, the Keeping Up with the Kardashians star gifted her something that also paid tribute to their late father, Robert Kardashian, his old record collection, feature, featuring classic tunes from timeless artists like Etta James, Luther Vandross, Ray Charles, Neil Young, and more. Rob's sentimental gift was dubbed Courtney's favorite birthday present in her Instagram stories, favorite birthday present um, at Rob Kardashian official. Gave me all of my dad's old records Courtney shared along with a snapshot of the pile of vintage records. To make the mom of three's birthday even more special, sister Khloe Kardashian showered the mom of the hour with a stunning balloon arrangement, which was made in the shape of the Disney superfan's favorite character, Minnie Mouse. But that wasn't the only birthday trick that the Revenge Body star had up her sleeve. Since Courtney's big day fell in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic, Chloe. Kendall Jenner and the famous family's pals surprised her with a social distancing-themed birthday celebration. Lining the street outside of her house, the sisters led a car parade for the Poosh founder. I saw the, uh, I mean, I saw this in real time, the Instagram stories, and it was so awesome. And that's what people are doing. They're sort of doing, like, drive-by birthday parties right now, which is so awesome. They're so exciting. And everybody's just, it's, it's, it's you know, the time we're living in. And I think everybody just has to think of creative ways to... Um, you know, create new traditions. And I think even when we are out of quarantining, I think drive-by birthdays are so much better because you don't have to, like, get all dressed up and stuff. You can just drive by and, like, literally get the damn deal over with. Okay, need to continue. Qu- a quarantine birthday wrote Kendall on Instagram alongside a series of videos about a dozen cars lined up outside of Courtney's house, honking and wishing her a happy birthday. Keeping things festive, the group of celebrators held up balloons and homemade birthday signs as they played Rihanna's birthday cake and Black Prince birthday bitch. Car parade for Aquarius Kardashian's birthday. Chloe wrote on her Instagram story, giving fans a closer look at the epic festivities with the videos. This was amazing. Everybody loves celebrating you. Making sure Courtney felt the love. Chloe shared a heartwarming post to wish her older sister happy birthday. Happy birthday, my beautiful at Courtney Kardashian. Um, in any lifetime, I would have found a way to have you in my life forever. I can't imagine my life without you, nor would I ever want to imagine that. Adding quote, today and every day, I pray that your soul is covered in love. And from your core, I pray that you are happy. You deserve only magical things. And all of the lifetimes before and all of the lifetimes after, I will love you. And then Kim, of course, posted something too. And I just think that's so great because obviously there's been a bit of a, you know, tumultuous, um, I don't want to say the <clears throat> relationship is tumultuous, but like, you know, it's been a bit choppy for Courtney on keeping up, keeping up with the Kardashians. Uh, but obviously family, you know, family has squabbles and much like, I guess, Meghan Markle and her family squabbles now. Uh, the Kardashians are also very public, um, but you know, obviously, they elect to make their lives public because they have a very successful reality show. Um, and I mean, fans like me just love it and relish in it, and just you know, I love it. I live for it. Okay, third story of the day uh, from page six. Um, 
actually somebody who I don't think I've ever talked about on my podcast before. I don't even know if I talked about her very famous daughter, and that is Lindsay Lohan, who I'm a huge fan of. Um, I mean, uh, my favorite movie of Lindsay Lohan's is actually, surprisingly, uh, Life Size, and then um, Confessions of a, a Teenage Drama Queen on Disney Channel, which is on Disney Plus. is such a good movie. And then, of course, Mean Girls, Freaky Friday, Her Be Fully Loaded, Parent Trap. I mean, Lindsay Lohan just has banger after banger after banger. Um, but I mean, Mean Girls is probably her, you know, peak of when she became, you know, which catapulted her into stardom. Um, and then obviously, you know, her life just became very public. In the words of Jessica Simpson, a very public affair. Okay, um, Dina Lohan reportedly, Dina Lohan ready to dish in her new podcast. Interesting. Again, this is from page six. Uh, connoisseurs of Lindsay Lohan gossip may want to check out her mom, Dina's new podcast. Dina tells page six that she's launching a new show, Listen to Me, OG Mama D, that will, quote, touch on pop culture, domestic violence, mental health, and that it will, quote, set the record straight about tabloid celebrity gossip. She didn't specifically say if she'd spill about her famous daughter, but since she also says the show will cover managing children in Hollywood, it's a safe bet that the actress's long and colorful career will come up. Dina will co-host with Princess of Long Island star Chanel Amari. She says she'll also talk about her relationship with her Facebook boyfriend, Jesse DiGiorio Nadler. I had no idea that she was in a Facebook relationship, but hey, look at love under the age. Um, Dina tells us that it'll be on Spotify and iTunes and will later be available on iHeartRadio, though a rep for iHeart told us, quote, we are not aware of any projects in the works with Dina. <laughs> That's so funny. Dina's like making projects with a company that they don't even know about. Um, hey, I'm going to listen to it. I'm a big fan of, well, I'm a big fan of Lindsay Lohan, but I, you know, I'm a podcaster who supports other podcasters and, um, I'm very curious to know, like, it, maybe she's a, she'll be a stellar radio personality. I mean, Lindsay Lohan, just, when she's on camera, she just commands the screen. And you can't help but look at her. Like, you just want to look at her because she's so iconic and gorgeous and so talented. Um, but I'm really excited for Dina Lohan. This is just so great, and podcasting is such a great creative outlet for people. I, myself, can attest to that. This is my 207th episode of The Ministers of Pop Culture, which is just freaking crazy. But I literally, it's like, I've said this many times before, too. It's very cathartic for me to do this. It's, it feels good. It's, um... I guess my form of exercise, since literally I do not go to the gym, and obviously every single gym, with the exception of Georgia, since Georgia seems to be, like, reopening everything, which is, like, literally amazing, and I'm so jealous of the Georgians, that they're, like, going to be able to go out and about, um, and, like, just be normal again, um, but, yeah, since I don't go to the gym or work out in any way, literally talking is my exercise, and it is my livelihood to podcast and discuss and chat and think, um, even when I'm not po- podcasting, you guys, I live alone. Even when I'm not podcasting, I like literally talk to myself. Like if there's something funny on TV, I like have a conversation with myself and sort of like dissect it. That's why I started doing podcasting was uh, for the mere fact that I was like, I need to talk to someone else other than myself. So now I'm talking to strangers who I literally love because strangers are just like the greatest things ever. Strangers with candy. Have you ever seen that movie? It's just great. Um, and I know like when you're younger, people always say, don't talk to strangers. But you know what? I'm going to amend that statement to don't talk to strangers when you're young. Talk to strangers when you're older, live in your own apartment, have a podcast and make a living off of doing it. Um, and I just love it. And it's just so much fun. And, um, you know, shout out to all my podcasters who are just doing the damn thing, especially in these quarantine times where there's literally nothing to do but talk um, or create or be artsy or go on TikTok. And I literally spend hours and hours and hours doing all of those things, specifically watching Disney Plus and The Proud Family. And I'm almost done with season two of The Proud Family. And I'm very sad about that, which is why I'm wondering. Um, I know Disney Plus is rebooting The Proud Family. And I don't know if they're rebooting or they're bringing it back, which is literally a bold excitement. Um, but yeah, so this, there's just like so much going on. So congratulations, Dina Lohan. I'm living for it, honey. 
This just brings us to our final story of the day. I'm in a sort of a full circle moment with my stories because it has to do with Meghan Markle. Um, Serena Williams pulls a Mariah Carey in jokes. She's, quote, never heard of BFF Meghan Markle. So funny. I love that Meghan and Serena are besties. That's just, like, a power couple right there. And I'm living for it. I wonder, like, if they became, became friends after Harry came in her life if they were friends when Meghan was a very successful actress on Suits. Because either way, this is just something I support. Um, okay, this is from Eves once again. Serena Williams comebacks diver, deserve an award. The Tennis legend and fashion designer recently pulled a Mariah Carey when she was asked about her best friend, Meghan Markle. On Monday afternoon, Serena joined her sister, Venus Williams, during a live chat with Naomi Campbell on YouTube. The famous sisters talked about all things beauty, fashion, and more with a supermodel. However, there was one topic that was off-limits for Serena, her BFF and formerly senior member of the British royal family. Um, are you happy that your girlfriend's moved to America? Meghan Markle, Naomi asked the tennis icon. Serena then responded with a Mariah quote, you know, the singer's infamous moment when she said, I don't know her in reference to Jennifer Lopez. Uh, don't know what you're talking about. Don't know nothing about that, Serena said with a cheeky smile and laugh. Never seen it, never heard of her. <laughs> That's really funny. Just a month ago, Meghan and Prince Harry left Canada to spend time in L.A. Um, let me see if there's anything else. Yeah, and then it sort of just goes on to reiterate what I talked about earlier with the, the letter. Um, it's so funny. I love it. And I, I love that Meghan's friends are really, really respecting. I don't even think Priyanka's talked much about their friendship. But I think, I mean, I think her girlfriends are really loyal and they're being extra, extra, you know, hush-hush about everything, given the fact that her dad is literally, like, spilling the tea for everyone, um, you know, but I think that her, her girlfriends are really cherishing and respecting her privacy and just literally being a good friend, because that's probably all Meghan Markle wants right now is people who are loyal to her. Much of the Kardashians really appreciate people who are loyal to them, like Jonathan Chebon, Larsa Pippen, um, those other people that I don't remember the names of, but they're there, um, yeah, and I, I too am like that, dude. Loyalty is a huge thing for me with friendship. And, you know, once you break your, someone's trust, it's hard. You know, it's really hard to rebuild. And But I think Meghan Markle, because literally she is probably the most famous person now in the U.S. I love you, Kim K., but I think Meghan Markle is going to, you know, trump you in a good way. And I think that Kim's probably okay with that. Kim's probably just like, hey, you know, share the spotlight. I feel like Kim has been famous, so famous for so long that she's probably like, okay, someone can share the spotlight with me. And I think that's just girlfriends being girlfriends. You know, hey, maybe Kim and Meghan Markle are going to be really good friends and they're maybe going to live in the same gated community. Or who knows that maybe maybe Meghan Markle will have like a, a line of lipsticks with Kylie Cosmetics and uh, you know Kylie's lip Kylie and Meghan's lip kit. I mean, hey, I would support that. Or maybe Meghan Markle will have a Jeffree Star line. Like I just literally would be living it. There's uh, possibilities are endless for Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, which is why I'm so happy that they're here in the states. Um, so it's just great. So yeah, those are pretty much my stories for the day. Um, there's some they're pretty good i mean early 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 days or, or you know slow start to the week as i say but that's okay it's on tuesday um literally the weeks are going to go by so slow now because we are going to be in quarantine until may 13th or 15th either way um so i'm just going to be here at my place pushing out cranking out making up content by the way if you want to follow me on tiktok my tiktok name is a drew a d r e w five eight five and it's on tiktok and it's fun i post fun little videos a lot of movie stuff so yeah all right everybody have a great tuesday stay safe stay safe wash your hands and uh be kind to one another as ellen says bye